Welcome to the Playtest Podcast. I'm Dane Kabika, and on this episode, we'll be joining Peter from Noodle Games to talk about his game, Agent 9. I ended up finding you on Instagram. I'm, uh, <laughs> I think the first thing I saw of yours, I was following a tag of Unreal, uh, Unreal Engine, mm, yeah. and <laughs> the first thing I saw was your, uh, uh, what was it a ninety? I mean, a sixty-four, what was sixty-three Corvette or something like that? Oh, yeah, man. and yeah. yeah, and that was like very early on. I saw that, and I was like, wow, that looks awesome and i saw obviously it was rendered through the unreal engine and actually that, so I started, uh, that that uh corvette was, was actually in a uh, blender fully rendered in blender but uh oh was it yeah. okay all right well i don't know why much i threw the hashtag on there but... <laughs> oh yeah i know yeah i found it somehow i'm pretty sure i found it in that but hmm. um yeah so yeah i started following you and then eventually you started development on a on a video game so yeah, maybe we can well, start there and, yeah right i know yeah. so maybe we can start there like what got you into are you are you uh did you come upon game development mainly through like originally art or where do you you know come from really well yeah art like if we go way way back i really kind of started sparking my interest in uh you know just creativity and creating things visual art stuff like that just by drawing sketches with uh you know pencils and whatever and they were awful but whatever it sparked an interest <laughs> right 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 <laughs> and uh okay yeah so i did that for a while and then kind of no idea how but i kind of discovered 3d art and i think i kind of started on you know the game arma 3 <laughs> oh yeah of course yeah so i started making like custom missions and stuff for like for that and posting them on the workshop there and that kind of started off a uh, quite a few years of me doing kind of community content for different games so oh, started okay. with arma 3 and <laughs> i have it up here when was the first thing i posted in 2013 <laughs> <laughs> oh wow geez so, okay uh, so you've been messing around with so like mods and uh art for quite a while then yeah yeah like i mean nothing compared to some of the like industry professionals right but you know, it's just well. It's I mean, constant, you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and it's a constant <laughs> learning experience, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, I don't even have an art like an uh, an art side like drawing gene in me. So <laughs> seeing like seeing your stuff is really like, oh well, that's that's really cool. Like the stuff you can make, and mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, some of the models you make look you know really up there with uh, some of the uh, professional stuff I've seen. So oh, you know, thank you. I mean, I. I enjoy your art style, and I think that's mm -hmm. obviously the reason I started following you in the beginning, because uh, you, you do have this unique, and of course you've put it into Agent 9 with this mm -hmm. uh, kind of this unique kind of playful, almost cartoon, <laughs> retro look that yeah. gives it kind of its own, uh, I don't know, it's your own type of spin on it. And yeah, I like that a lot. It's this kind but, of character um, to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and... So that's cool. So what kind of what made you start wanting to actually make your art into an actual video game? Well, I mean, I've had the idea of, you know, wanting to make a game or do stuff on games for a long time, right? You know, I love playing games. I started 
like play like the real old uh need for speed games on a wii right oh god <laughs> that's where right. i started yeah i know like god, <laughs> how does that happen <laughs> but, right but you know that's that's the kind of stuff that got me into it and 3d you know it really didn't occur to me like how do people actually make this stuff until you know like a couple of years ago and you know continuing on with like after arma 3 and doing that sort of modding stuff i went mm -hmm. on to uh unturned which is no oh, like, okay a game made by a single guy right right uh, right you can like make maps for that game and so i did that for quite a while and that i think is really what started uh me developing my skills in level design which is what i consider my greatest strength in kind of okay you know cg whatever stuff on the computer right and uh yeah like i did tons of those um maps for unturned and like they were received really well lots of people downloaded them like whoa like eighty-eight thousand people downloaded my map oh my god oh really? man really <laughs> and that so what was the type of feedback you'd get from like those type of mods like did you kind of have like a platform that you talked to people that had downloaded it or yeah like you know in the comment section on the workshop right. pages of them okay. there would be people and every once in a while you get constructive criticism and also a lot of people that were really like happy like oh this is so great and like you know that's always makes you feel good right to hear that yeah but yeah but like and make, push you really, to make more and all that yeah but what i really learned from that is kind of that when you receive those well-written comments that are kind of like giving their two cents on an issue and like uh you know giving you criticism it like really gives you room to grow and because when you're just doing this on your own right in your own time in your own headspace it's hard to see from other perspectives how your works can be interpreted right mm -hmm. and so it's really helpful when you have that sort of open discussion to allow for people to uh allow people to kind of give their opinion on your things too and open it up to the world like that yeah and i i, I could totally see that through obviously your posting is on instagram and obviously the now that you have the game out and yeah. uh <laughs> how people have been receiving it and even when you would uh post like stories and stuff and how you would say like ask me any question or yeah. what do you think about this and it, it's amazing how people like really jump in and they're like oh well you know i think this would be better and it's mm -hmm. it's kind of it's cool at the same time while they're well you know some of their constructive criticism could be uh, coming from a point of view that doesn't really understand game development, mm -hmm. but only, you know, kind of the enjoyment, but it's kind of cool to mold that into uh, yeah. what you have with your game. So I could really see mm -hmm. that through the lines of uh, just the play style. And yeah. obviously you have influence from uh, golden, uh, the original golden eye on 64. I can totally see that. Yeah. Which is so Funny cool enough, because I never actually played that game. Like it's way before my time, but it is kind of oh, really? reminiscent okay. of that style and that sort of vibe that you get from those older games and games like yeah. that, right? <laughs> There's like this uh while the game the game has this like simplicity that a lot of like the um older FPS games has that mm -hmm. just is like straightforward shooter, yeah. um, you know, one on one. It, it's really yeah, it has that, you know, old N64 feeling to that, you know, like the mm -hmm. golden eye. And it's uh, funny some of the things you have in the game where uh, just having the the uh, crossing the map in the beginning, you know, like an introduction to the map and then yeah. coming into the character. And that is 
that is i'm like oh that's goldeneye he obviously <laughs> played goldeneye and got that no um no but no I, I mean it's derivative of lots of things but like sure there's a famous quote where it's like if you uh if you copy from one person, you know, you're a copycat, but if you copy from a lot of different people, then you're original. <laughs> right. And so that's right. kind of what I try to do with agent nine is pull from all sorts of sources, right? Like from gold oh, yeah. stuff like that, where, you know, I have a vague idea what it was, but I never really played it. So, sure. you know, there's yeah, inspiration. I almost too. find it better to like break, almost break down what, uh, not break down, um, like certain things that influence you that way you can kind of be like i kind of remember it like this and that way you yeah. play upon your own like personality when it comes to what you create so. yeah absolutely yeah and like taking like what did i like about this game what really clicked and like how can i replicate that or what are the best qualities of some games that i can put into my own right like and right trying to create your own your own identity and your own game you know your own product almost <laughs> right exactly yeah it's um what do you think from all, like, the, for instance, you're talking about uh, Arma 3 and uh, Unturned, those, like, mods and the maps you made. Yeah. Um, eventually, when was it that you got to the point that you said, well, I'm making this content. I could put it into my own my own game and sell it. Yeah. I'm, not until recently, right? Like, nine months ago, last summer, was when I started okay. first messing around with Unreal. And, okay. you know, at that point, all I really knew how to do was a uh, level design, right? That's kind of right. what I had spent probably the last five years doing, kind of level design. But before that, I was doing kind of getting into um, actual 3D modeling, rendering, and stuff in Blender like that. Oh, okay. Because beforehand, I had been either using assets that were already in the game or like, you know, doing shapes and stuff, but not really modeling per se. And then I started to actually get into modeling and found I really love it. It's freaking awesome right <laughs> to model things and be able to create these 3d objects however you want right it's like drawing but better <laughs> right right it, it sounds to me and obviously i've seen through the content that you've posted that you're you're it's easy for you to almost like pick up something and whatever you do watch tutorials if it's that yeah. and really grasp it and through your art like blender it's like like I've, I've, I've messed around with those things and I'm just like, Oh, forget it. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. you know, but it, it, it shows that yeah. in the last nine months that you've been able to pick up editors such as Blender and Unreal and really get mm -hmm. to know it. So was it mainly your learning process mainly through tutorials or oh, absolutely. how did yeah. that work? <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's a, uh... I guess it's just kind of learning to learn, you know, to whenever you're stuck, Google something or don't be afraid to ask for help on a forum or something, right? Like, right. And I mean, at, at a certain point, you know, it's like you're working on a project, you get to a point where you're like, okay, well, I might as well just see this through to the end. And so if you get stuck, you work through it and you find a solution or a workaround in some cases, right? Right. It wasn't like the whole time you, you kind of had like a goal in mind, like, oh, this is like where I want to get to. And when you got stuck, like you'd always like think mm. of that goal or not necessarily ever... like, uh, well, I mean, like when the game first kind of came into existence, I didn't know what, what I was doing, you know, it's just kind of like right. I was messing around and unreal and it slowly started mm. to uh, turn into something. And so it was very much a process of iteration and slowly adding and adding until you get something more whole. And so there was Did never you find like, yourself uh, with like a, a lot of like 
pieces and you're like oh i think i need to like put these together or yeah at a certain point you have to take the time to kind of make sense of it all and put the pieces together like you said yeah but never and one of the things if i do start a new game or a new project ever is what i'd want to do is lay out a clear plan of how i'm going to get from point a to point b because i think that would help a lot in uh oh, you're right in just making a more focused and better product you know and that's one of the things that i learned from making this game agent nine is you know like if you just dive into it you don't really know what you're gonna get when you come back out. yeah <laughs> right right so you think like the next thing you work on is gonna be more like okay i'm gonna work on something and it's gonna be this you, you'll have it yeah. laid out a lot better okay so. yeah and th that's one of the many lessons i've learned from this whole process right and all the things i've learned yeah <laughs> right are you um what is like one of the first things when you're starting to get like an idea? How do you kind of, do you start like molding something or creating like some piece of art and get a story from it? Or are you more like a story-based person? Oh, I'm definitely not a story-based person. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't write narratives for anything like. Oh yeah. Okay. Like the, the whole uh, narrative in Agent 9 is basically just a, like a homage and a bit of a, parody parody to uh you know the older games and how they had crappy narratives <laughs> but it's it's <laughs> right. like intentionally bad almost but like <laughs> it was also yeah you of... have your like spin like you're 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 playing around with these like familiar mechanics and familiar like you know mm -hmm. story draws yeah, yeah that comes very clear and it, it's not obviously a bad thing it, it doesn't show a lack of your uh n narrative at all i think it's kind of like um, I don't know. A lot of games draw from that uh, type of uh, design. Yeah. The, the simplicity of the game all around uh, gives it this uh, very like authentic uh, feeling that, yeah. you, that you can still like draw back from like different games that we've played in the past. Yeah, I think that's I why like, that game, yeah. your game has like a, a so much of that charm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the simplicity of the story kind of reflects the simplicity of the game as well. Yeah right right and like yeah that's one of the things is it is a very straightforward kind of thing you know like there's pretty linear levels right you do this to get to there kind of thing and like it's simple controls but that's kind of like i don't want to make like a open-ended huge game right like mm -hmm. you gotta kind of know your limits in a way and also just kind of know what you want to do and like i said when i dove into it at first i didn't know what i wanted to do but it slowly over time becomes more and more clear what right. the end goal of all this is you know like when you're putting thousands and thousands of hours into a project you start to think like okay where where am i actually going with this <laughs> you know sure it, it becomes and, more and clear it, over time but it's not like you just it it's not like it just comes and you're like this is what i want to do <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <a process. laughs> right yeah and i could see like like uh your game has is split up within uh, throughout um with the levels like almost uh, mm -hmm. chapters and I think it's kind of cool how in some of those levels you have uh, very specific, um, almost like game design elements. You know, it's like either, oh, you have to, like the train, for instance, mm -hmm. is the first um, uh, thing that I'm like, oh, God, you have to like 
get past this part. I, this <laughs> looks familiar to me. I know I've done this before, and and it's fun because you know it's it's while it's still familiar, it's completely challenging. And that that's mm-hmm. another thing about your game is it is challenging. Oh, it's freaking hard. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> it is. I was just playing it. And I'm like, oh my god, yeah. like like. The levels don't even have to be long or anything. Just yeah. replaying it because of the because um, how hard it is. It's mm-hmm. it, it's it's very good in that way that I was getting so frustrated, but I'm like, I have to finish this. I have to keep going. <laughs> yeah, so. that was the hope. That was supposed to be kind of the gameplay drawn. You know that really some people really love that, and some people absolutely hate it. Right, having to restart <laughs> a level, <laughs> and so oh, you get a you get a mixed response in that sense of. Some people are like, oh, I hate it. You should make checkpoints or you should make it easier. And then some people are like, oh, I love it. You know, like, like you know, it's it's a challenge. And if, if it appeals to you, then you're going to want to hit the restart button, right? And try again. But uh, Right. You know, and I know I, there was like certain points that, that was like evident. I'm like, okay, a checkpoint should be right here. And then I'm <laughs> thinking about it as I like keep restarting. I'm like, thing is, I'm getting better, like, better with the game like i know where like you know the enemies are gonna be yeah. i know where to shoot them and it you at one point learn, it becomes right? yeah it, at one point it becomes like muscle memory and you're like all right then it, i get to this point that i really have to kind of focus like and <laughs> yeah. figure out what i'm gonna do yeah and that's when it's like you know you have like the at the end you have like uh oh you got bronze or silver or, <laughs> and then this was your time it's like damn it i'm gonna replay it and try to beat that goal yeah. but yeah, it's fun in that way. It's so challenging. And, and I think like games nowadays, they don't really give you, they don't al- allow you that chance to be challenged to that point because, mm-hmm. you know, you have the checkpoints. and There are you know, certain like, outliers, right? But lots of games do, you know, right. they appeal to the more casual audience. But for this one, you know, I kind of went for trying to appeal to that more experienced niche audience, right? Of people that are looking for that extreme challenge. But yeah, and also, I get it because I think yeah. it's forgiving to a point, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I know we're like putting it out there that you're uh, the single developer working on this game, and um, to be honest, it it doesn't show through the game. Like I f- like all the art and everything you put into it, it, it looks very polished. And yeah, one of know, the one of the things I did want is if I'm going to put it out there, I don't want it to look like it's a it's a early access whatever right i want it to look right polished right at the very least right visually right maybe some of the mechanics can use work and that's something i'm working on you know because like before starting this project i didn't know how to code i didn't know how to animate that was all brand new skills and so those sorts of things do need some work but yeah i feel visually i'm pretty proud and happy of how the game looks but i do know there are some other elements that need work and that is something I do want to improve. Well, that's good. I mean, if you didn't feel that way, you wouldn't be making your second game, right? Yeah. <laughs> or, or the next chapter, you know. Exactly, keep, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, like, just for example, no, one of those things that I'm improving right now is uh, like the stealth. You know, right now there's no real indication of when an enemy is going to see you when they're not. Right. But uh, now I'm kind of working on kind of, you know, and have you ever played the Far Cry games? Oh yeah, yeah uh, like, of course. You get that little indicator on the screen, and then like beeps at you when you're seen. Yeah, yeah. 
not exactly like that, but something like that, right? Where you know kind of exactly when the game's going to switch from stealth to combat, right? And just make Yeah, I could more... see that being very received very well because I, yeah. I was kind of thinking that same thing while playing. Like, I feel like, of course, ducking behind, you know, boxes is one thing and everything, but having like more of a clear indicator, yeah, that would help out quite a lot. Because, yeah. That's cool. And those are things like, even as a player, I don't really... You know, I don't think be I'm not looking at it like, oh, he needs to do this. Like this would be better. <laughs> because you kind of like create these own like borders for, for the player. As long as the game is good enough and there's not like a clear indication that, you know, oh, this art sucks or blah blah blah, you know, they're mm-hmm. not gonna really think that way. And I think that's cool that you still feel you need to reiterate those uh, game mechanics. Yeah, because like you know, someone may go through the game and not have a single problem with it at all, but you know, it's kinda it, it's something that I want to improve and, you know, make it better. And yeah. Right. <laughs> and like, what, things what do you like think? Self, was, right? What do you think was the hardest part of making the game? Hmm. Well, there were, there were lots of challenges, but I, I think the, the freaking hardest part was the AI. And even though they're very simple, they just kind of, you know, do their thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not like human like, right. They're just kind of, they're there. They serve their purpose. But right. making an AI, it's like you add one thing that one extra thing that they do and like three different things will break, right? Like <laughs> there, there's And of no course you have to like retest it and see oh, how God. they act and yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Like I think I have some videos on my Instagram from like months and months and months ago of the AI and they're like in their very primitive state. I'm like, no, oh really? my god, it took me so long to even get just a simple AI. And I think some like you can understand why people can take good ai for granted because you know they have no perspective on how they're made right by no fault of their own right if you're not a game developer you can't really understand these things but a good ai is like a monumental achievement (laughs) monumental oh i can i can imagine when i see these like these AAA games, even though they're these games with huge, huge budgets and all this stuff, you know, if they have a good AI, I'm like, wow, that's impressive, right? Like, that's not easy to pull off. It takes a lot of. And then of put ragdoll mechanics on top of it, and you all know, the, make them. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking about that. Like, you have to animate um, an enemy actually dying, right? Yeah. So is it like better? Like, I, I, to be honest, I don't, I, this is one thing I really don't know about game development is, um, can you just implement like a ragdoll, uh, like a ragdoll thing to where you don't have to an- really animate like how they die, but you just kind of like almost tick on like, mm-hmm. oh, well when they die, they're just going to fall to the floor. Yeah. Like, is it that simple? Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's different ways of doing it, right? Like one of my favorite, like uh, uses of ragdoll physics in games is in like the Battlefield series, especially mm-hmm. the newer ones like Battlefield right. One, which I played at least. Um, what they do is kind of do this very subtle thing where, when you kill a player and they enter the death animation, it is an animation. They'll like fling their head back or whatever in some predetermined okay. fashion, right? So it looks all cinematic. Right. But then at a certain point in that animation it'll turn into ragdoll physics and they'll just kind of fall to the ground in a more natural way. Okay. And so that's, I, I think that's the best way to implement it. Cause then you also have games like, uh, I think, yeah, like the half-life games kind of had it where 
you kill a enemy combine soldier or whatever and they just kind of like boop flop flop to the right corner, right? right and that was like revolutionary for half-life right i mean i think there yeah. were the that was the first game that had ragdoll yeah. mechanics and like that's not exactly a fair comparison right half-life which came out I know. forever ago right. in battlefield I one know. right but but it's right. just showcasing Almost, different methods uh, of using ragdoll. Hey, I mean, if with uh, the game development and how uh, amazing that game still, and it still stands to this day where people are like, oh, yeah. we need an HD remaster now. You know, it's oh, like, I yeah, I don't know. You can still almost compare it to it because it's that good. But. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my inspirations too for Agent 9, as I think yeah. pretty much every, every game to some extent is inspired by Half-Life and just I think what it, it accomplished. That's another one, right? I mean, you kind of have the simplicity of that game. And I mean, you're really uh, even just the, the Half-Life 2 really builds off the first one and how uh, you proceed through that game. It's very mm-hmm. similar, you know, oh, obviously like one of my favorite so many... of all time, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, good. yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So looking at your game now, is is there like certain things that, you know, that you're like, oh, I'm not going to do that. This is my next like what a project I work on. Like, like things that I'd be like, I'm not going to do that same thing kind of thing. Right. Well, like something that you see that oh, that was way too hard or I did it in a certain way that oh, was yeah. just way too challenging. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if you look at the broad scope of the entire game, it, it's like pretty big for one guy to take on. Right? Oh, like yeah. It, yeah. Every single level is completely unique, completely unique assets for the most part, besides things sure. like crates and whatever. Right. Like generic assets. But. The levels took a long time to make. Like I didn't really give myself that much wiggle room to reuse assets. Like lots of games right. will do this thing where they have assets that are modular. So like right. this room connects to that room and you can connect them in these different ways, kind of like Lego pieces or whatever, you know? Right. It makes uh. it a lot easier to create levels without having to create completely new like assets every time you want to create a new level, right? Right, right. And so can you can you go back into like uh let's say for instance your like intro level and take those buildings and just throw them into the next level and try to like dress it up can you in theory do- yeah like yeah. i do have those buildings as separate assets right but just kind of in the design direction that i took the game i kind of made every every level look completely unique right right and well that's good and i think it turned out well it took a long time right it was very (laughs) it was a a grindy process (laughs) yeah i was actually surprised when you opened up the game to such a huge like village and it was like it kind of surprised me because there was so much to look at and i'm like oh i don't know if i want to like proceed just yet like i kind of want to look at this and that and and that was like you know it was really cool plus i gotta you gotta put out there that i did like the radio station and the call out (laughs) to (laughs) to me so yeah you saw that i'm so glad yeah (laughs) yeah no that's uh makes me super happy i uh made a snapshot of that and i'm (laughs) for sure gonna keep that but yeah there's a building um, on the uh, intro level that has a sign that says dj dane on it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that so much i appreciate that not that i told you to put that in there or anything but no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) it was like an instagram comment i think and uh, yeah it was you know i was was making signs i'm like you know why not slightly (laughs) indicating to throw that in there no no, it made me very happy but that's awesome i'm glad to hear that No, so yeah, so now that the game's actually out, like, um, 
what has the reception been like for you and for for you being that now that it's it's finished how you feel about it and of course from people that have uh, played it i'll start with me first so like okay anticlimactic <laughs> yeah because <laughs> yeah, you gotta think from my perspective right i've been working on this for nine months and like right. build up to this great day it's like we're releasing it it's gonna be amazing and then you know it's just whatever you know comes out it's another game on steam <laughs> right and right. i think that was kind of humbling it's like oh wait a second i'm not like the center of the universe right <laughs> it's like right if someone's just shopping on steam they may very well may just like scroll by the game or whatever right but you know it was just kind of a little humbling and to realize that both in the marketing of the game and in just my personal perception of it is that it's a first attempt right like it's the first game i've ever made it was a learning experience it's not some huge product right and so i'm just kind of becoming more and more comfortable with that that it's not necessarily this huge thing whatever you know and right. so that helps me cope with some of the more negative reviews that it's received. And, mm-hmm. you know, you do get those, right? And I've had positive ones too. And lots of people do like the game. Some people don't, right? Right. Yeah, but and I I, yeah. I mean, now that you have come out with it and everything, I mean, um, it's kind of... And I've seen this along with a lot of other games to where they'll come out and then it's like oh i remember that one game that i played that one time and it's like oh yeah i was that like one out of only 50 people that really saw that but Mm -hmm. you're dealing again like you said you're you're dealing with uh, steam that has such a diverse and gigantic store that i i couldn't imagine how many games come out every single day on it that just don't see the light of day i don't um, have an exact number but i know that uh on the day of release, March 15th, it took mm-hmm. me to get to page seven of new releases to find mine. <laughs> oh, man. Like, really? So, like, lots of games release, right? Like, lots every single day on Steam. It's So does that make you insane. think, does that make you feel like, oh, there's got to be a better way, like, to show off the game and especially posting it on a certain store to get to people? <laughs> if this is kind of getting to, like, the whole Epic Games kind of thing. You oh, know? <laughs> right? I know. Gosh. And, and you know, you bring that up, and it's so funny because uh, Bethesda tried to do the same thing with their games while holding back Fallout 76 and then getting <laughs> the bad reception that it did because oh. of... That not was because of the, the merits of the game but yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah. exactly and now they just announced and it was so funny because um uh do you know who todd howard is he's like everyone the, knows who todd howard. okay okay right just putting it out there okay yeah. so it was todd howard the pretty much the creator well not the creator but uh i director. guess see this yeah the director creative director yeah. Of, yeah. for bethesda um the guy in the memes <laughs> yeah right exactly uh he pretty much put a middle finger out on twitter to uh epic games for having like their own games and it's like wait weren't you just doing that like probably like four <laughs> or five months ago with fallout 76 yeah. and they like announced that all their stuff's coming out on steam it's like <laughs> so embarrassing but mm-hmm. you know you I guess it's kind of the thing where it's it's kind of like the same thing with Amazon, right? I mean, people can sell through Amazon, but anybody else that's going to go out there and try to sell things online is going to have to compete with Amazon. And this yeah. is even talking about huge companies. And so, you know, I mean, you're getting the same thing with, uh, I guess you're with like uh, uh, 
what is it like Netflix and different apps like Hulu yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so. like who's competing with who and who can provide the best whatever, right? <laughs> right, right. To the point to where they're literally like getting into debt because they want to like produce as much con- uh, content as they can. You know, it's really mm-hmm. funny. So you kind of got to look at that as a whole, like even with indie games with uh, uh, going against uh, uh, these professional multi-million dollar games that are on the same platform. Yeah. So and I, I could mean, see an indie developer like you getting scared of the fact that you put out a game and I mean it's on the yeah. seventh page, you know. Yeah. But like that that's kind of one of the realities of any games. And you can't discredit right. Steam because Steam have always kind of been uh kind of one of the main places and a big supporter of indie titles, right? And there have been oh, sure. tons and tons of indie titles that have taken off on Steam. Right. But it's just, you know, you don't hear about the freaking millions that don't, right? <laughs> yeah. And so and really, then it, then you get the the flood of the early access too that kind of drowns yeah. out the quality of games. That was good for a while and then people kind of started to catch on, oh wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> this is right? just a way for people to release not that good games. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's have sad. an excuse. <laughs> with with yeah. exceptions, of course, but there are there have been some infamous examples <laughs> oh sure of course yeah so it, it's it's something that I, i'm actually you know i'm i see that you put out your game and that on your uh one of the game menus you have like chapter two and chapter three coming soon so mm-hmm. that that that's an indication that you're going to continue to expand the game nah, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know like uh i don't know if it's worth expanding it necessarily at this point I kind of okay. feel bad for even advertising that in the first place because I wasn't right. even that sure that I was going to do it. And so I okay. did take that off of the Steam store. And in the okay. next update, I'm going to just make it not say chapter two, three, because for the time being, I don't think I'm actually going to do that. I may add more content, but maybe just not in that exact fashion. Okay, and, and do you, do you think it's maybe because of the reception that you got um, after the game launched? Is that why? I think I think I don't think it's uh, necessarily because uh, you know my dreams got crushed because not everyone <laughs> liked it. it. It's not like that. More like uh, I think I just had my expectations a little uh, skewed before the release, okay. and then kind of reality set in when the game came out, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it was a good. It, it was it's it's good. It's a good first attempt, but you know, at some point, I'll be ready to move on. I don't want to like stick on this game forever. <laughs> sure, of course you have to, to have like because that's only fair to the people who have bought it, right? And right, I do want it to be as as good as possible for what it is right. for whoever bought it and whoever's going to buy it. And so, yeah, that's just kind of the plan for now. Yeah, I can see that you need a creative push in order to uh, keep developing on a game that you know yeah. is already out, but. You know, also, it's only been out for two weeks. I mean, you're yeah, a little hard so. on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you can say that, yeah. And I don't know, yeah, nothing's written in stone yet, right? Like, if I, I, may, I may as well just make a chapter two and three, but I can't make any guarantees, and so that's why I'm not going to sure, put it you're on not gonna, yeah. or anything like that or use that to market it because it's not written in stone or anything, and it's not right to... Uh, like if someone were to buy it 
thinking that there was going to be extra content in the future and then I didn't deliver on that, that wouldn't be right. right. So. Which is kind of like the big words of early access on some titles. It's like, oh, there's going to be more. There's going to be more like, later, right? No, yeah. no, you're just but false promises. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to yeah. fall into that trap, right? I, And even if the game does completely terrible, I just want to keep the reputation of me and Noodle Games intact and just, you know, be a good member of the community of Steam and gaming as a whole, right? That's really what matters most, not sales or oh, of all course, that extra yeah. stuff. It's really, of course, that's a part of it because you have to develop on your, you know, the mm-hmm. time that is, you know, free to you. But yeah. I do have to put out there that, you know, there is some games that have uh, released on like a Humble Bundle or something, and that like it made the game explode. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's for everybody. It's not going to happen to everybody, but with the possibilities of the internet and the different platforms that we do have, um, Mm -hmm. a game like yours is a perfect uh, indicator of something that um, can flourish in the uh, community because I do think it's got the, the bones to do that. Yeah. Um, I I think you have a really nice uh, polished game that sure you could add more chapters to it, but from what you got now, I mean, it's a, a really nice game it's a nice first game and to be able to call it your first game mm-hmm. is completely insane because believe me people have came from a lot smaller you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's really nice to hear and I'm, I'm glad you feel that way and that you understand that yeah because <laughs> I yeah, you know it's it, I I do want to be humble about it because you know it's not a it's not a masterpiece or anything like that it is it's a first attempt it's a learning experience if you want to experience my learning experience you can do that (laughs) right no i have uh you know i have kind of the um um type of uh, situation that happened when i was uh, making this short game for college Mm -hmm. and uh, it was a little project for a c plus plus uh class and so I made this like little game on Unreal and it was like nothing big. I just watched tutorials, you know, it wasn't yeah. like completely original mine. And Whatever. so I put it out on uh, um, itch.io and mm-hmm. um, it just, I mean, like no one played the game. Like it's just like this <laughs> little like blimp of like, you know, so it's like kind of like, oh, okay. That's, that was like four months of my time, like making yeah. this stupid little game. It's like. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I yeah. guess I'll just move on to, you know, I'm not going to become obviously big for it, but much but, like yeah. you can look at your own, your own game that, you know, obviously it's the first of, of many, because I could see you doing this for quite some time. I, I certainly hope so. Yeah. And like, I'm sure you take pride in that game that you made, right? Even though it didn't blow up and become a take the world by storm or whatever right but like it's yours it's kind of your baby right right yeah and I, it's still like there i could always use it as like you know put it on a resume if i oh, want absolutely. it could be like this yeah. you know replace the other things that i've done that i'm not so proud of <laughs> so you know. but that's the way i see like your game like it's not even that you have a full-fledged game so mm-hmm. you know it's something that you should be proud of and i'm sad i'm sad that you don't have uh that you're not like you know the game did great and i'm gonna make you know <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, i'm so... really not disappointed at all and okay good and I'm actually quite happy, even though the game hasn't performed crazy or anything like that. I'm I'm happy that I was able to make something from nothing and put it out there for people to see and experience. It's kind of amazing that for me, yeah, it, with a budget of zero dollars, 
going into this, like even just a couple of years ago, right? Wouldn't have been possible. Right. It's, it's just amazing that I can even have the opportunity to do this on my own free time, <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's awesome. And right. Then, uh, and I, I've seen, that, you know. yeah, exactly. And I, um, not to, um, you know, cut into what you're saying, no. but you know, it's the type of, <laughs> um, it's the type of thing where, uh, I've seen much bigger teams make something much smaller. So it's something mm-hmm. you should be, should be very proud of. And mm-hmm. um, as a personal achievement, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I have seen you posting stuff about, uh, um, procedurally generated levels. So what is that exactly you're working on? Uh, I'm just messing around with stuff. I don't know if okay. it's actually going to turn into anything. But <laughs> how has that been? Around. Is that like, is that just going into too much or how's that it, for you? It's freaking terrifying, man. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I, so many people use that. So I, I was wondering, mm. oh, it must be. I wonder if it makes game design or development uh, a lot easier, but. Yes and no, right? It has its trade-offs <laughs> because right. while you're able to, you know, like I was saying earlier, use modular assets to create levels, and now you're just letting a computer create the level for you, right? It's like it's more hands-off, but actually getting right. the computer to a point where it can create levels for you is just as much of a challenge, and sure. maybe if not more, right? So right. it's got its trade-offs. It, there's no easy way to do it, right? That's kind of... yeah always looking for an easy way to make whatever it is you're trying to do but sometimes you just got to put in the work one way or another right <laughs> right do you feel do you like uh, games that have procedurally generated levels or do you think it like takes the quality away from it uh, like not i don't know there's many factors that judge a game's quality and i don't think that procedural general procedurally generated levels are either a good or a bad thing because they can right. be used either to a game's benefit or to its you know not benefit like right. uh, a game i really love uh enter the gungeon that's got fully procedural levels right it's like a roguelike shooter and oh, okay. uh it works so well right like that's basically what makes the game as great as it is is that every time you enter the gungeon <laughs> it's a new <laughs> it's a new level right <laughs> right yeah i know that the the people working that worked on the sherlock holmes series is making uh a new game I, I, the title escapes me right now but mm. i guess their cities like the actual cities are procedurally generated so you can like, yeah and it's like blows me away because i'm like so how are like like they're showing a map of the city and it's like huge like this now we're talking about like many moving pieces of like london downtown like turn of like the 18th century yeah it's crazy. so many things going on inside a city right so much generate it and make it work that is like yeah (laughs) yeah and and even for a big company to do it it's kind of amazing when yeah uh, when some people are able to really pull it off because it just shows where game development's going yeah, like, and even though these are big companies working on them with big budgets, it's still people that are coding these things. Right? Oh, yeah. And it doesn't take away from the achievement of, like, being able to create something amazing like that. Whether you're yeah. a pro or not, whether you're getting paid to do it or not, it's still really, really cool. <laughs> right. And, you know, if, if you haven't done so already, I've, uh, like, obviously, um, there's this documentary that Double Fine made. I don't know if you've, you know, ever followed that Um 
Probably double not. fine <laughs> double fine made at a brutal legend and when they were making their game broken age they had um they actually filmed it as they were developing it and mm. um put it out there for their their uh, what was it not patreon their kickstarter uh funders mm. <laughs> and so it was literally like thousands of people watching them make their game as they're doing it and yeah. i was one of the those uh those people and i oh, was like cool. oh my god i don't know if i want to do game development that, <laughs> looks, that looks terrible i don't know it's very daunting right yeah right and you see these people that have like been doing it for like 20 years and stuff <laughs> and they're like still like rubbing their head their foreheads like oh god how do we get past this but <laughs> It shows like the pure reality of what goes into game development, even as somebody like yourself, that you're an indie developer. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you you have the common struggle upon people that have been in the industry for years. They're just struggling yeah. with different things. So, And I think that's also kind of what, that's the scariest part, but it's also the appeal, right? Is that there's always going to be a challenge there and that you're never going to just be easy, like breezing through everything, right? Like, there will always be some sort of challenge and some new thing to overcome. And that's kind of part of what keeps it exciting and interesting. Right. So with that, um, what do you think is going to be after now, after this game? And I know you, you say you're working on certain things. Um, what is your like future endeavors as far as like game development goes? (laughs) I I like to release other games at some point. I don't know when or what or any of that but like i don't know right now i'm just kind of resting a little bit right i've been doing this for nine months i'm just gonna take a a couple weeks to be super lazy and (laughs) do. i think you've earned it so (laughs) (laughs) so uh, when when an when an idea comes something you know like oh you know like this isn't the end of it right like there will be more to come for sure Okay, good, good. That's good to hear. So, do you ever plan? So, where are you in school right now, or? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so I got that going too, right? So it's all in my free time. Okay. Wow, that's crazy. And what what are you going for? Well, I'm in uh, my last year of high school right now, and I'm uh, I've gotten into a uh, school um, doing computer science, <laughs> which okay. makes sense. So uh, I'll be doing that next year too. So. That's kind of my plan for education, at least. Oh, wow. So you're still really young then. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a little baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got a lot of time. Oh, man, I was thinking you're a little older. I'm like, well, you know, you'll get there sometime. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. So would you ever want to work for uh, like a big video game company? Or what do you... you... I'd probably like that or just to try. You know, I don't know if I'd you know, enjoy it to stay there, but it's something I would like to try, right? Like to yeah. be able to work at a studio where you have people who are good at particular things working on different parts of a project instead of having to do it all yourself per se, right? right? And right. being able to work as a team. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, I'd definitely like to do that at some point. That's so cool because I've talked to some people that have like been, you know, like been doing, have worked for big companies and stuff. And they're like, oh, no, that's, this is why we made this is why we made an indie company. Like, <laughs> I don't want to work for, you know, corporate anymore and have these people <laughs> overlooking. And like, I'm like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm man, not, 
Yeah. I'm just not it, jaded and cynical yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. Maybe I'll talk to you in like 10 years. We'll, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about it again. Probably have a different opinion then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Well, it was really nice talking to you and I appreciate mm-hmm. you doing this with me. Um, like I said, it's not a huge podcast or anything, but you know, it's something fun to put out there and that, you know, hopefully people hear what uh, fellow indie developers uh, really do and much like yourself so you know. yeah yeah I'm, I'm glad to i'm glad to do this it's awesome yeah <laughs> just talk yeah. about games why not <laughs> yeah exactly so i really look forward to playing more of your game finally finishing it because it's so <laughs> damn hard but <laughs> but um i'm excited to uh to tell my friends about it too because it is uh, it is a fun game and i i really respect that uh, someone like you have been able to put that out there in the world. So you should be proud you. and uh, believe me, people are out there playing your game and they really enjoy it like myself. So awesome. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you on, uh, you know, the internet, uh, Instagram and <laughs> see you on the interwebs. <laughs> it sounds good. So I look forward to it, but thank right. you, Peter. Thanks for yeah, no uh, coming on. Thank you.